0: Welcome to episode 13 of Hococast, your local podcast sponsored by the Howard County Library System. We are Abby, Miguel, Rima, Ronan, and Taylor, bringing you local Howard County happenings from good reads to innovative feats.
1: FIRST LEGO League guides you through STEM learning and exploration at an early age. From discover, to explore, and then to challenge, students will understand the basics of STEM and apply their skills in an exciting competition while building habits of learning, confidence, and teamwork skills along the way. Let's learn about the local Howard County Hexcentrics team with John, Gideon, Lily, Shreya, Rohan,
2: and Vishnu. John is an eighth grader at Limekiln Middle School and has a passion for aviation and engineering. He has been participating in First Lego League for five years and knows a lot about the competition and program.
3: Gideon loves exploring mathematical and scientific concepts by using the Python programming language. His other hobbies include playing tennis, speed cubing, and playing the violin.
0: Lily has been part of the eccentric team since 2019, and in her free time, she enjoys reading.
3: Rohan loves programming and reading. Shriya likes to listen to music and write rap.
2: Vishnu is an eighth grader at Limekiln Middle School, with a strong interest in robotics, math, science, AI, and table tennis. He loves puzzles, sledding, eating, and watching cooking shows.
4: So I guess I have the first question so we created our like our team by um Vishnu and Shria's parents reaching out to um Jack's mom and asking her to coach the team and then Rohan and Gideon were kind of brought in by Vishnu because they both knew Vishnu and also Rohan's brother worked with um Vishnu's sister on robotics before and then I was friends with Shria So we kind of like joined together to do robotics.
1: That sounds awesome. What a great introduction to a group. Um, I guess we'll move on to our next question then. So what are some activities that your team does and who do they appeal to?
5: So playing VR games together appeals to Shriya, Vishnu, and Jack, especially to uh, one-player VR games that we re-worked to fit two players. Playing with Nerf guns is especially popular with Vishnu, Jack, and Rohan. And all of us Eccentrics members enjoy playing games such as Family Feud and Hot Seat, which is a a game similar to Charades, Uh, sword fighting, decorating the basement with lights, and just messing around in general.
1: That sounds fun. I'd like to join in. Uh, I guess, well, those are some fun activities, yes, but you guys are the Lego League, so that means that you are doing something more important, uh, and that is you're engaging in STEM. So why do you think that it's important that that the youth learn in the STEM field, and how will the League contribute to this?
6: Um, So I think STEM education builds very important skills like critical thinking, deductive reasoning, and problem solving. And these are really useful skills to build, not only useful in the STEM field, but in all other areas of life. Um, So I think it's really crucial and useful to build these at an early age. Um, FLL is really all about the engineering design process. So for example, in the robot game, Um, We have to build and design a robot, and when we encounter issues, use reasoning and use our thinking to find creative ways to solve them and come up with an efficient way to do the missions. Um, And even in the innovation project, it's all about identifying a problem and using your reasoning and thinking to find a useful solution. So, yeah. What a great response.
1: Um, I'll take a moment to pause right here. Uh, Rima, would you like to ask the next question?
0: Uh, sure. Um,
1: so, you run a Lego team.
0: How did you get here and you have a degree in Lego building?
5: Um so our team originated like Lily said, but at least for me, I know I I started with tinkering with Legos even as a young kid and that kind of grew. And I was introduced to FLL at a young age. And so I got to serve on at least three different teams. Um, but I think the big thing that makes our team this year very cohesive is that our we are all great friends outside of FLL and that like, we just work together and we have good team cohesion. Um, but then, For the second one, (laughs) it's not really like a degree you get in college or something. It's really just like Vishnu said, taking your own reasoning and logic and applying engineering principles to engineer solutions to the robot challenge or figuring out how to, for this year, it's Cargo Connect. So it's like delivering packages, like figuring out how to deliver a package from spain to moscow without it being damaged or various other items like that
6: yeah so like jack said it's less about just the lego building and more about using your reasoning and thinking because i know i barely ever played with legos before i started fll so it's not really that important
1: makes a lot of sense uh that second question was a. Uh was a questionable one put in by our friend Ronan. So we'll put the blame on him for that one. Uh, Our next one is, what's the next step after FIRST LEGO League? Will there be a second LEGO League? What are you guys planning on doing? So before we get to that, I'd like to make a
0: clarification about the League's name. The FIRST in FIRST LEGO League is an acronym for the name of a youth organization. But for inspiration and recognition of science and technology. It does not mean first as an order. Anyways, there are two more leagues First Tech Challenge and First Robotics Competition. First Tech Challenge is for grades 7 to 12. Robots in this league are more advanced than robots in First Lego League and don't use Legos. First Robotics Competition is for high school grades. Robots in this league are much more advanced and r- much bigger than robots in other leagues.
1: Thank you for clarifying that. We weren't aware, so that's very good information. Uh, Rima, would you like to ask next?
0: Share your, what's your favorite part of being on the Hex and Tricks team?
1: Well, I mean, my favorite part is probably how all of us like work together really well and how collaborative all of us are because we tend to just like be pretty genuine and have as much fun as possible um we always get our work done obviously that's the whole point of the meetings but we try to like do as much fun stuff like the vr and the sword fighting whenever we can during our breaks and since everyone has known each other for like so long. It just makes it that much more fun because we know each other and we know how to like communicate and
6: have fun.
3: Um, Now I have this next question. I'm gonna ask, what does Hexentrix mean exactly? And who came up with the name?
4: Hexentrix doesn't really have too much of a meaning. There's Hex because there's six members And then Hexcentrics just kind of sounded cool. And me and Tria really just kind of made up a lot of the ideas for the name because we were just like sitting there brainstorming. But we also had a lot of other pretty interesting names from like band name generators, like Funky Death Cult, um, Disciples of Basement, Five Teenagers, and Gideon. So we had some other fun names and Hexcentrics just sounded probably the best out of all of them it is quite a
3: team. cool sounding name marketing is everything
5: <laughs> well part of the reason is that we made eccentrics is because there was an original name that we made i think that was the original but then we just decided that we wanted more options and so we got all the random names
4: i do just want to say that for um anyone who's interested in joining robotics who, like, doesn't have any experience with, like, coding or, like, what Vishnu said about, like, building with Legos, like, that's totally fine. Like, you don't need to know anything. There's not really prerequisites for, like, what you have to, like, know before you can join. Like, I did not know how to code at all. I didn't know any of the programs before we started robotics, but now I actually, like, learned how to use them, and it is a lot of trial and error. So, if you don't, like, get it in, like, the first two weeks you're not horrible at it you can get better you don't necessarily need to be perfect the first time just like keep working with it and it'll eventually start making more sense
5: yeah and i i also remember um so we originally did this back in our sixth grade year um before covid and i remember lily was really having a little bit of a tough time figuring out the programming but then i know over um the coronavirus lockdown in 2020, she did a lot of work, and now she knows a lot of advanced languages like C++ and a lot of that, and it's really just how you grow through First Lego League. It's not just going in there and taking what you have and then just using what you have. It's really growing over time and learning new skills and applying that to your daily life.
6: Yeah, because, like, I feel like in the end, it's not really fully about um, what prize you win or the end result um, is more of the experience and what you got out of it, um, because there's so many new skills and new things you learn just by participating. So, yeah, you don't really need to have any experience as long as you know that you want to do it. That's enough.
1: Well, thank you guys so much. That was such a wonderful answer. Um, thank you for having this interview and we'll finish here good night
5: thanks thank for having me thank you thank you
2: thank you ah the beauty of being young join us as we go back to our childhoods sit back and reminisce as we talk of our past school projects and interests in our conversation segment
1: let's start off um hi guys welcome to the conversation segment yay um
2: (laughs) (laughs)
3: okay let's kick it off with talking about stem all right so we just interviewed um the lego league and so we'll start off by talking about stem um science technology engineering mathematics um so what are your guys's you know stem experiences in the past
0: I like the new version of STEM better—the one with art in it. I'm not into yes,
3: that. Steam. There is that. There is that. Steam.
0: I like art and science because I like explosions.
1: That's nice.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Who doesn't?
1: Yeah, Abby? same here. Oh well, yeah, uh, same here. Uh, I'm not a big science fan. i sorry if I offended people, but um. <laughs> a <fan of> people, <laughs> How uh, people you. are very touchy <laughs> yeah um yeah i'm not a very big science fan but it has its it has its merits so uh i do respect people who go into stem uh my experience goes with did you guys do the coding like the one hour of code Oh, hour yeah, Hour of time. Code. Yeah, Hour of Code.
3: Numerous times.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's the only experience I basically have. So That's fine. Yeah, just...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, there you go. Um, personally, I have tried numerous parts of STEM, but not really gotten into them. So like I did some coding mm-hmm. things, didn't really get into it. Um, I played Minecraft a lot, which does fall <gasps> into the category. Um, I don't play it as much nowadays as I used to, but it was a huge aspect of my life a while back. Um, then uh, from the, oh, go ahead, Abby. Uh, <laughs> I, don't really sorry. Uh, I don't really have much else to say.
1: <laughs> it's totally fine. I was just going to say, uh, sorry if this offends you again, but, um, for as much <laughs> as I know, like, I know information about Minecraft. I have to confess, I've never actually played it.
3: Um, yes, that is perfectly fine. No one is judging you, except yeah. for you know, the millions of people listening. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, that is... All right, now, our next subject of... of our next hot topic um, is taking a leap to the past, and that's our childhoods. And so whether they have STEM involved or just things you did in the good old days. What were some of these things?
0: I'm technically still in my good old days because there you I'm not team yet. Totally <laughs> so when I was younger, I loved going to the park. I don't know why I had a weird obsession with going to the park. Mm. Relating to STEM, childhood, science fairs during elementary school, worst five years of my life.
3: Amazing. Abby, what about you?
1: Oh, uh, childhood, yes feels so far away. I remember watching movies and watching Disney Channel and Cartoon Network when I was young. Yeah, so uh, I think my favorite shows were Adventure Time and Kickin' It. Kickin' It was my favorite.
3: Oh my gosh, Kickin' It is such a good show though? Yeah. What? Okay, um, Okay. Oh, I love it,
1: your wallpaper.
3: I don't even know how that happened, but... Um, <laughs> Yes, Kicking It is such a good show. Yes, I was all for those, um, like two thousand sitcoms, um, mm-hmm. like who that weren't like really geared towards adults that were like kid geared, but they're still yeah. amazing sitcoms. Live in Maddie, Jesse, <laughs> Best Friends Whenever, yes. all so good. And I, there were plenty of others. I'm trying to find some out of the uh, recesses Ooh. of my mind.
1: Lab Rats was fun
3: lab rats yes very very good stuff Oh my um gosh. there was one that i can't remember the name of um it's one where like they two like kids went into a hospital and the hospital turned out to be a hospital for superheroes
1: oh what? that's that's with lab rats yeah um, it's
3: they did a joint episode one time yes oh um, it's not an
1: episode it's a whole show
3: <laughs> is it <laughs> yes shoot um okay i need to look it's somewhere okay it's
1: disney xd
3: was it disney xd um yes. oh bunk is also a really good show
1: Ooh, um yes i feel bad for you <laughs> these are all like i was like four when all of these <laughs> came out
3: well i would i watched them all in like the in like 2013 through 15 even though they were not
0: i would have been like in pre-k yeah <laughs>
3: Oh, I need, Mighty
1: like, Med. Mighty oh. Med. Yes! yes! Oh my
3: god, you found it! <laughs> oh, that is... That, it was so good. It yeah. was so good.
1: It was, if I remember correctly, the two main characters were with, again, Saru This is, like, drawing back from early 2000s. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
1: but one guy was from Good Luck Charlie.
3: I did not watch that one.
1: Oh, well, you're missing out. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> one was from Good Luck Charlie, and then the other guy was from Ant Farm.
3: I did not watch either of those. Surprise. Huh. How did I not watch either of those?
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's like how I am with Minecraft. You don't need to know. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> but, like seriously that They're so, so good. Like, I don't know. It's all those those old sitcoms and they were so good. And mm-hmm. I loved them a lot. So anyways. All right. Now our third topic is innovation slash creativity. So I'm going to kind of twist this into my own thing is... um. What were some projects that you've done in the past that you are very proud of, just whether they be making things or like a school presentation or something related to that that you're very proud of?
0: Um, I remember once I was in, I forgot, I think it was second or third grade, and we had to make this entire, like, Google Slideshow thing on a specific animal. Google Slideshow? So I would go, like... So every night, because um before this, I forgot who worked with animals. So I would like just go online and then like do like I, um so much research on it. And then we got to go to the Baltimore Aquarium. Wow. And they made us do work there, like work at the Baltimore <laughs> Aquarium after we wow. did a huge project. Forget
3: <laughs> looking at fishes. <laughs> they give you like sheets and you have to fill them out as you go. I can see that though.
1: Not I can before. see that.
3: yeah (laughs) yes exactly abby what about you
1: if we're talking about creativity wise i've written a fan fiction before
3: Ooh, based on (laughs) what novel
1: um okay this is kind of this is kind of embarrassing but it was no judgment Mm, you might judge um it was based off of bts okay thank
3: god it was not twilight but yes bts amazing okay
1: bts amazing um, i wouldn't go too far with twilight so
3: (laughs) (laughs) um derailed there but yes that's amazing they are really a great group um they
1: are yes bts um i was obsessed with bts uh, during seventh grade so I got into reading all these fanfics of like I was really weird I'm so sorry um, You're fine.
3: <laughs> everyone has that weird period in their life
1: <laughs> uh, okay well I guess yeah um, well if we're sharing that then yes I read like ATS Harry Potter crossovers where they were all in different houses and they're interacting with each other and with Harry Potter and whatnot. And I also read like BTS in uh what was it? There was another really popular crossover. Um
3: Twilight. <laughs> 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 um oh
1: my gosh I hope not. <laughs> Twilight,
3: I do like like the I have, Rick Riordan series is Mm. series series sorry the Rick Riordan series I mean they're relatively popular at the time you're speaking of and so I don't Mm. I don't really know I don't know I
1: think there were a couple yeah so Mm -hmm. I was those are a lot of the BTS fanfics I read so I got inspired and decided to write my own and so I got into Wattpad kind of made my own account and I wrote about 12 chapters, and I finished.
6: There got, you go. Amazing.
5: Yeah,
1: got 200 views, and then I deleted it, so. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> well, that happens to the best <laughs> of us. Um, now, that is great. Now, what about school project-wise? What's a school project that you're oh. really, really proud of? Oh,
0: oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I'm in seventh grade right now. Mm-hmm. And so we just did a medieval times project where we would have to make, like, a 3D thing. So we made this, like, castle. And it got so messy because we made used slime. And then we realized that we could have just used um, Play-Doh instead of slime. But it got so messy. I had to get <laughs> rid of, like, three different shirts just because of that project. But it was so fun because we got to work in, like, groups for that. And I got to work with, like, my friends. By hey, SSL to SSL sucks. Mm. Student service learning, no, thank you. Wow,
3: that's great though. Um, <laughs> you don't I like
0: student it. service? No, it's boring. Except this year, um, that's,
3: that's pretty fair though. That's a they're fair doing,
0: argument. Like, each of your classes they're going to have like specific things because i do spanish this year so we're gonna have to like record us speaking spanish books and then send it to like children's hospitals and like kids who are spanish in children's hospitals wow so that's gonna be fun i
1: think yeah there you go that's, well, that's very
3: interesting yeah um abby what about you for school projects
1: Oh, well, if we're still talking about student service, uh, I remember when I was in seventh grade, we did like a similar group kind of project that Rima did, where we uh, kind of made like our own games for these underprivileged school kids in Baltimore. So they came over to our school and we showed them the games and we kind of played together and it was really fun. Hmm
3: it's yeah. very interesting i've i've yet to do any of these student service projects that you speak of but i know yeah i mean i I kind of look forward to, i that was probably because of you know COVID decimating everything but i mean that does sound quite fun very fun so yes very nice so this answers both the school projects and a creativity category it was school project um back in late sixth grade i was in so the, the project was we had to choose a very mundane object
1: mm-hmm. and
3: then make a whole project based on it and just like make a, like a little video with presentation or a slideshow or a or something and the whole concept was like how to present things that was the concept of the assignment and uh, me being the glory that i am i made this amazing video it was about the history of the potato um unto your knowledge the potato has a very rich history Um,
1: Potatoes,
3: (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) potatoes um but the whole deal is i have quite a bit of video editing skills and so at the time i made the entire video in the style of a of a silent film but it's not actually a silent film like there's still audio and that's what's funny about it so like it opens with like the tape being weird and then it connects and uh, not connects it's not wireless but it gets into place there's like a filter on it to make it look old the presentate, the whole video is in black and white but the whole deal was that i because i did it very virtual i had to just present it through a google meet and no one like could actually see it because it was oh. just like because when you present it's like super choppy
5: and oh, doesn't no. really work
3: that well and so to this day there are very few people who have actually seen this video um and it's sad And so I'm, it is truly a glorious video. One of my greatest works of art in all time. Um, But it has sadly not made it many places.
1: You should publish it to YouTube. I did. Oh, you did.
3: I did. And uh, of course the algorithm has not been very nice to me. Oh no. So it decided I'm not going to share it with anyone in the entire world, Hmm. Um, which is fine. (laughs) The (laughs) algorithm has its methods. You can go to the description of this video and find, or or this episode, and find that video, and you can watch that video. Oh, I am forgetting someone. Um, Mm -hmm. Mikhail, what about you? Not for all necessarily all these past questions, but about these, uh, the school project one. Yes. yes, Well, uh, thing about this school project is, um, I I was homeschooled, uh, but my mother did make me do uh, projects from time to time. Yes. I once made a slideshow presentation about history of cat. My mother was like, what do you mean history of cat? And I was like, well, cat evolved from other creature and from feline, and so I showed evolutionary tree of cat. Yes. I had a presentation on cat, and it was very deeply researched. I had to do a little uh, genetic uh, research to do so, and um, I do this day I'm very proud of that. Um, Creativity-wise, I would say um, I am quite uh, interested in um, uh, writing as well. Um, I like scripting a podcast episode for Hokocast. Um, I enjoy uh, writing short stories as well. Um, I do have I have written numerous short stories um, that I like uh, very 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 much, um, and I would say I put heavy creative effort into that kind of stuff. So yes. Um probably, my short stories um my short stories uh, tend to be about um one of two things, either kittens or um potatoes that cannot be a coincidence how oh, old um or you know very typical things like uh like uh troops and i'll I'll make like a like a romantic comedy between the kitten and the puppy, and everyone's like, oh my god, that is out a lot. It is like a, a spin on Romeo and Juliet, but it is ble- be- beautiful story, beautiful story. So yes, that is my answer to your question. All right, um, that is very interesting. I'm paying potatoes. That, what a coincidence. We'll have to have a discussion about that later. It was great talking to all of you tonight, um, and let's go on to our next segment. Goodbye, everyone.
2: The story of STEM is one of youthful dreams and inspiring teamwork. To find similar tales in the world, we can look to the world of books and media. Here are some of our favorite narratives that follow the footsteps of STEM. Albert
3: Einstein was upon his deathbed with no one around except for a nurse. Right before Einstein's final breath, he mutters a phrase in German and then passes. The nurse could not speak German and could not remember exactly what he muttered. What Einstein said has bugged philosophers for decades as it could have been the solution to one of his unsolved problems or some other mathematical revelation. Charlie Thorne in the Last Equation by Stuart Gibbs is based on this story, telling what would happen if, in fact, what Einstein said was heard by a colleague of his. Fast forward sixty years into the future from the story, Charlie Thorne is a girl that must crack a complex code created by Einstein that could benefit or destroy all life on Earth. This book is fantastically written and features numerous STEM topics, most notably in the mathematics section. I highly suggest Charlie Thorne in the last equation to mystery and STEM loving readers. One,
1: two, three, four, five, six, seven eight, nine, ten. Jeez, that was exhausting to say. Counting, right? Now, imagine counting for thirty seven hundred years, frozen still as the world as you know it deteriorates around you and a new, primitive world develops from its remains. This is the exact thing that Ishiyama Senku experiences in the fictional realm of doctor Stone, and is telling of his resilience and determination as a child of science, technology, engineering, and math. Written by Japanese manga author Richiro Inagaki and illustrated by South Korean artist Buichi, Dr. Stone is a manga series serialized in Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump in the year 2017 that continues to post chapters to this day. The story follows Senku, a 17-year-old scientific genius who, along with the rest of humanity, mysteriously turns into Stone on June 3, 2019. It's only after counting in the darkness, second after second, that Senku awakes 3,700 years later, excited to jumpstart civilization with all of his scientific knowledge. For a story about STEM in the caveman era, the structure of the manga is ironically innovative for its medium. Unlike standard Shonen series that follow enthusiastic boys as they venture into fantastical worlds, Dr. Stone propels his protagonist into a futurized stone age where bushcraft and scientific prowess are his main allies. Instead of using fancy spells or martial arts to beat his enemies, Senku utilizes the periodic table and the laws of motion. In itself, Dr. Stone is revolutionary for positive stem portrayal and media, breaking stereotypes and misunderstandings about both its genre and subject material. Though it's most well known for its accurate scientific information, Dr. Stone is in its core a story about teamwork, friendship, and love slash appreciation for society as dysfunctional as it is. Even if you go into it with no expectations, you'll come away from it with a deeper appreciation for life, for the years of development that human civilization persevered through to get to where it is today. So, even if you have no interest in STEM, I hope that you'll check out Dr. Stone!
2: I consume a lot of miscellaneous content that relates to STEM in a range of different topics, setups, purposes, and with many different hosts. Most topics I rarely ever revisit, but there is one YouTube channel that I have been a fan of for years. If you want specifics, it's been about seven. And her videos never fail to get me excited. Victoria Hart, or The Hart, as she is known online, is a mathematician and YouTuber who makes entertaining and informative videos about a range of different topics in mathematics. She's well known for videos about Pi Day, where she talks and asks, why is pi so special? This usually ends with her responding or reasoning that tau is just as important as pi, so why don't we celebrate a tau day? I really, really, really like her content. Her videos are always so densely packed with information, but the way she presents her videos make them easy to understand. Her videos are something that my parents appreciate as well, though that may be cheating because I come from a very STEM-heavy household. My all-time favorite v video is titled, Folding Spacetime, where she teaches the viewer about space and time. Wow, who would've thought? and what it would be like to, of course, fold them. She uses a small music box as representation for her ideas. Her content is always atypical, and she always manages to make mathematics and mathematical theory fun. And I can't wait for this year's Pi Day.
3: Attention elementary, middle, and high schoolers. The Maryland Black-Eyed Susan Award is a student-chosen book award given by the state of Maryland to books that promote literacy and lifelong reading habits by encouraging students to read quality contemporary literature, taken from the MASL website. Students across Maryland vote for the nominated books they wish the award to be given to. Voting opens soon, and will run to the end of May. So, from now until voting opens, it's time to read the book candidates. The official MASL website, as well as the links to the candidates, will be in this episode's description. Get reading and ready to vote.
4: Explore
0: your interests, follow your curiosity, develop an idea or design, collaborate on projects, or create the product you have been dreaming about at the Glenwood Branches Makerspace. This space features a laser cutter engraver, two 3D printers, a large format printer, a digital memory lab, a sound booth, as well as numerous tinker bins for you to explore, collaborate, and create. The makerspaces, tools, equipment, classes, staff, and fellow makers will help you to fulfill your aspirations to become an inventor, entrepreneur, designer, recording artist, or maker. This space is free and open to anyone, eight years old and up. Young makers are welcome to visit the builder's barn in the children's area. Visit the link in the show notes for a list of upcoming makerspace classes and more.
2: Thanks for listening to HocoCast. We hope this episode inspires you to learn more about the first Lego League
3: to explore STEM topics, to re-watch all Disney TV shows,
0: to vote for the Black Eyed Susan nominees, to visit the makerspace at the Glenwood branch and to showcase your innovation and creativity.